are pressing in to uh, the beginning of what actually is the culmination of some previous gatherings that we've experienced as Shannon Oaks Church. And as we get into that, I want to start off by acknowledging this. It's been said that if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. If you aim at everything, you'll most likely miss it every time. The key when you're pulling the trigger is to make your shot count. And that's what we're here to do this morning as Shannon Oaks Church. Um, somewhere in the experience of the universe, um, you have probably realized, like many of us have, that uh, nothing actually drifts toward excellence. Excellence is not something that happens accidentally in life. Uh, think about it this way. Um, you probably didn't wake up this morning and realize that your dishes accidentally washed and put themselves away from last night's dinner. Amen. You probably didn't wake up this morning and realize that the laundry had accidentally been washed and dried and, and folded and put away. Uh, you probably don't accidentally expect your house to clean itself while you're at church this morning. <laughs> There's power in prayer. Anything is possible with God, amen? But as we bridge over into the realm of relationships where true connection takes place, you're not going to accidentally wake up one day and discover that you have an amazing marriage. You're not going to discover that accidentally you have become the world's greatest parent. You're probably not going to walk into the office tomorrow morning and be celebrated and uh, appreciated by your coworkers because you have accidentally become the greatest employee the organization or company has ever known. Accidents in that arena are actually what gets you fired, not what gets you celebrated and appreciated. Excellence in life occurs on purpose. Strategy is a critical factor in achieving and arriving at excellence in life. You know, the way God created the universe actually testifies to this reality we've experienced in our lives on a daily basis. The second law of thermodynamics, which I know everyone got up this morning and studied in their quiet time. The second law of thermodynamics actually indicates that when left on its own to itself, Order actually moves toward chaos or destruction. But order is caused by something external to the entity of a being. That's how God created the universe is to paint the picture that excellence doesn't just accidentally take place. And the same thing that is true in our universe, the same thing that is true of our dishes at home in the sink, the same thing is true of our relationships and marriage and parenting and, and at the office during the week is true of this church, is true of your family, and is true in our lives together. If you have a copy of scripture with you, go ahead and open up to Proverbs chapter 29. I want to look at one brief verse together this morning. And then we're going to touch on several verses through the rest of our time together today. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Now, let me preface the reading of this passage with acknowledging that Proverbs is wisdom literature in the account of Scripture. It's not the uh, narrative of the Old Testament, so it's not telling a story of how God interacted with his people and, and the mighty works that he did and, and, and the awe of uh, the posture of awe and wonder that it left them in in the wake of that encounter with an almighty God. This isn't the prophetic literature, the thing that, uh, that, that speaks the truth foretelling uh, over the people of God. Identifying to them that, that this may happen, but this is ultimately what is reality that they will experience and how it plays out involves part of their response to God in obedience or disobedience. 
This is not the, the gospel account of the, the ministry of Jesus as he walked the face of the earth and as he brought to fulfillment all of the prophecies that had been spoken about his coming long before he ever arrived here on earth. This is not the literature in the New Testament where Paul and others write letters to the church to, to help be the guardrails to keep them on the journey that Jesus has set forth for them so that they can reach the destiny for which they've been created. Proverbs is a unique character in the Bible. It's wisdom literature, meaning it is wisdom channeled from God through man to point us in a direction, to speak principles into our lives so that we can apply things along the way even when we don't know the way. Amen? Proverbs is a wisdom passage, and Proverbs chapter 29, 18 is one that I believe is a great launch pad for this morning's conversation and many conversations to come. Maybe one that you want to revisit as you go home today as a family, around the lunch table or dinner table. Maybe as, as an employer, as you, as you wrestle on Monday morning with the direction and the future of your organization or your company. Maybe for your team, your sports team, as you, as you anticipate what's coming and decide how to prepare for the things that you're not sure of. Proverbs 29.18 says this, where there is no vision, people perish. And your translation of that passage may be slightly different. It might say where people are disobedient, they cast off restraint, where there is no uh, divine revelation, people are wild and free. But you take, you receive that passage of Proverbs 29, 18, that where there is no vision, people perish, and you match it up with passages that are found in Romans chapter 8 that speak to the way of the, of the flesh leads to sin and death and destruction. And you match that up with this parallel uh, interpretation that, that people cast off restraint. What this passage in Proverbs testifies to that where there is no strategy, there is destruction on the horizon. Where there is not something specific, there is something that leads to death along the way. In other words, you're not going to arrive at excellence by accident. The thing that comes from God for his people is life. The opposite of people perishing. God intends to pour out and reveal things from him to us and through us so that we can experience fully here on the earth the life that comes from him for which we've been created. And anything that does not center or found itself on the foundation of wisdom, of revelation, of prophecy, of, of a word or knowledge that comes from him, leads us in a direction that does not lead to him. You see, when we build on a foundation that is not from God, we arrive at a dwelling place that is not for God. Where there is no vision, people perish. But we can assume through our deductive reasoning that the opposite of that is also true. That where there is vision, where there is strategy, where there is divine revelation from God, that it will bring forth the things of God, the life for which we've been created as his people, the growth, the things that perpetuate life, legacy, reproduction, thriving. And that's why we're on this journey. Amen? If you're a guest with us this morning, we want you to know that, that we as Shenandoah Church are on the way to excellence. That we are moving beyond where we've been into the fullness of where God's created us to be. And we're not going to get there overnight. But we're taking one step at a time. 
and we've taken a big step back as leadership to survey and consider the, the, the beautiful picture of what God has brought together so that we as leaders can better direct this flock on this journey as we move forward together. Growth and progress happens in environments of strategy and with specific targets. And Shannon Oaks, I'm here this morning to report to you that we're going somewhere. Amen. We're going somewhere, not by accident, but we're going somewhere on purpose. And we have um, self set ourselves in a place where we, we have seen more clearly than we ever have the vision that God has revealed to us that we reconnect to God's presence, plan, and purpose as Shannon Oaks Church. And we have analyzed and, 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 and uh, settled in, soaked in the results of the co-author sessions of just over two months ago now. And we have seen a direction that God is bringing us to embark on moving forward. The co-author sessions are already helping us do this. In that season two months ago, we flipped the pyramid and, and leadership, instead of being top overflowing down, we, we, we leveled the playing field and everyone's voice was heard. And the leaders leaned in to listen. And I want to celebrate one more time this morning just how amazing those sessions were in the life and the journey of Shannon Oak Church. 70% of you showed up in one of those two sessions. That's unheard of in the church world, Shannon Oak Church. Thank you for that. I want to, on behalf of our leadership, I want to thank you and celebrate that with you this morning. That your voices, when you have the opportunity to, to communicate and express your heart for Shannon Oak Church, you did that in a big and powerful, influential way. I want to celebrate that this morning. Our shepherd and consultant through this, Todd Tennell, um, when, when we gathered as staff and elders to begin to process, he said 70% involvement in the church world doesn't happen. You guys need to know that. And we did not ignore that, Chandler Church. We celebrate that, and we could not be more grateful for that. And we want to assure you this morning that your voice was heard and that your leaders leaned in to listen. And where you said that this needs to be present or this needs to be better, instead of defending or justifying as leaders, we came with humility and open hearts. And that excites me. And that should excite you. We've said that this is a, a God thing and where you express that um, in, in your opportunity to let your voice be heard, where you said this is a good thing, we gave God the glory for that, we celebrated that, and we sought to honor that in our gatherings going forward. Let me tell you how the, the co-author sessions played themselves out. Now, I'm going to put myself in the spotlight just for a minute. Some of you in the co-author sessions said, you know what? The reason we're here at Shannon Oaks Church is because of the engaging, teaching, and preaching on Sunday mornings. Others of you said, we really need some deeper, more substantial teaching and preaching on Sunday mornings. And here's what we as leaders were able to extract from that. Because what that says to us as leadership is that we at Shannon Oaks Church absolutely value and uphold the teaching and the preaching of the Word of God that is found in the account of the Bible. Amen? Amen. And so that's how this journey has led us to the point we are this morning. Your leadership has prayed. Your leadership has processed. Your leadership has refined and extracted. And we are ready to take our next steps in the journey. Co-authors, it is time to start writing the next chapter of Shannon Oaks Church. Are you ready? <laughs> Billy, I'm glad you're here, brother. 
glad you're here. Anybody else ready this morning? Yeah. I suspect, I suspect that the uh, the silence is is more or less in just anticipation of what God's going to do. You're you're ready to see where this is leading the family of Shannon Church. We have, with God's direction, we have resolved and refined all of the voices, all of the, the questions and answers down to eight working values. And I want to give you a, a functional definition for working values so that we're all understanding what these things are, okay? Working values in this conversation are ideas, are concepts that are expressed as truth that are backed by scripture with a reason to shape the journey ahead. These are, these are working values, they're ideas or concepts expressed as truth, backed by a reason that shape the journey ahead of us. They're like goals, in a sense. They're like goals in a sense because they never, ever lose their importance. Once we uh, move on beyond a working value, it no longer mean, it means that it's, doesn't mean that it's no longer important. It means that our emphasis, now that that one is established, is better served tackling something else because we acknowledge that when we aim at everything, we'll miss every time. And so we, we believe that God has highlighted, spotlighted eight working values that are for us to focus on in this immediate season so that once they are established, we, we don't lose sight of them, but they lose the sense of urgency in our attention as God directs our attention to what's on the horizon in the next season. And so I want to assure you, Shenandoah Church, that these values that are found in your heart that have been expressed by your voice will and already are shaping the journey ahead of us. There will be things that we will begin doing as a church family that we have not previously done because of these working values that we're about to disclose. There will be things, I need to let you know this, along the way that we will neglect to do because of these eight working values. It's not that it's not important. It's just not for us right now because God has made it very clear that these are the things that we are to focus on and emphasize in this season ahead of us. And so this morning on the inside um, row or the inside chair of every row, there is a stack of cards that look like this. If you're nearest that seat, look under your chair, grab that stack, and if you will, pass one down to every person on your row. And if there are any extras, which there will be for most rows, if you'll just put them under your chair at the opposite end of the row, we will begin to process these values, these working values together as a Shannon Oak Church family. Arthur, there's a stack underneath your chair. If you'll pass those down to your row, please. Everybody find a stack of cards on their row. Okay. If you don't have a stack of cards, say hey. All right, good. I love it when a plan comes together. What I would like to do is, is, is first of all, just give you an overview uh, of the card that you have now received in your hand. Okay, now as we begin to process through this together this morning, I want you to understand that today is very much an overview of, of these values. This is a high-level perspective of, of where we're headed. And then each of the next eight weeks beyond today will be a more in-depth look at each and every one of these working values, okay? So if, if you're following us on this journey, if you're a part of where we're moving as a family of Shannon, I cannot tell you how critically important it is for you to be a part of the next eight weeks as we come together as a family, okay? On the front side of the car, I, I call it the front, not because there is truly a front and a back, but um, the one that, that says uh, Shenandoah Church Working Values on the top, there are eight concisely stated things, okay? Unity in big capital letters, the Bible in big capital letters, and then some small letters underneath that. And the reason that that exists in this form on that side of the card 
is because we want you to be familiar with these working values to a degree that you can remember them and you can connect with them in real life situations. Not just within the church, but beyond the church as well. Because let me tell you something, you are the church. It's not the building, it's the people. And so when it says Shenandoah Church Working Values, these are something that we're going to focus on in our gatherings, but these are things we really want you to embody beyond the walls and the community and the world where you live, in the homes that you connect with your family. Amen? On the back side of that card, <laughs> again, not because there's a front and back, but on the other side, there is a more in-depth statement. So when we read on the front side, unity because we are strongest as one in Christ, we flip over and we see we value unity among our people of all ages and stages. That is the more meaty explanation of that working value. Amen? The, the focus backed by a reason expressed as truth. Okay? So that's what, that's what I want you to hold on to. This is yours to take with you today, and we'll talk on that a little bit more as we process through our time together this morning. Here's what I want to do. In the next remaining time that we have left in our time today, I want to take each statement and I want to touch on it in its fullness. Okay, so on the, on the other side of the card, where, where the, the detailed explanation is, those are the value statements that we'll be processing through together this morning. I want to read the first one as we get started. But first, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we give you glory and honor. Not just because you are worth it, but because you have been so good to us as a family of Shannon Church. Father, you, your protection and, and, and your mercy has been on us in countless ways as we reflect on our past. And Father, we are who we are today only because of you and your presence among us, your provision for us, and your promises ahead of us. We thank you for this season. We thank you for all that it represents. And we pray that God, over these next eight weeks, that you clarify, that you simplify, that you strengthen, that you embolden, God, the things that, that are important to you so that they become important to us. And that as we move forward, Father, we would see your fingerprints begin to bring greater transformation in and through our lives so that we can be who you created us to be and we can see your fingerprints on the world around us in greater and more powerful ways than what we've recently recently acknowledged and experienced. God, we give you all the glory now for what you've done and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. First working value for Shannon Church this morning, I want to read together. And these are not in any particular order. They're just the order we're processing from this morning. We value unity among our people of all ages and stages in life, races and economic backgrounds, because we are stronger in the Lord when we come together as one in Christ. Amen? Amen? That's who we are. We value unity to that degree. That's what unity looks like. That's what unity feels like. And the reason that we uphold and value unity is because we acknowledge that God's plan for us together is greater than anything we can achieve on our own. The single strongest identifying factor of Shannon Oaks Church that surfaced through the co-author sessions was this. We are a church family. Amen? Amen. We are a church family. Let's give the Lord glory for that this morning. He's brought us together. He has worked in us and through us as we have connected as that family. And we have, it's been said, an infectious sense of community at Shenandoah Church. Many of you know that the reason that you're here today is because you encountered firsthand that infectious sense of community. You highlighted Shenandoah Church that unity does not equal uniformity. 
That we don't have to all be the same in order to be unified in the spirit. In fact, the opposite is true. That the more diverse we are, the stronger we can be in the presence of God. Over and over and over again, Shenandoah Church, you spoke to the reality of relationships within this body, the desire for relationships in this body, and the fullness of inclusion and connection of every age, generation, social class, demographic in this body of Christ. And can I tell you what? There is not a more beautiful reality as we step into the fullness of that moving forward because we value unity in the body of Christ. Amen? We just finished, wrapped up last week, that series on belonging to the body of Christ. And that whole passage, that whole series was rooted in the passage of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I just want to touch on that, that verse again this morning. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. I cannot wait to see the value of unity become a reality on a greater degree as we move forward on this journey together. The second working value for Shannon Oak Church says this, we value the teaching, the preaching, and the continuous study of the Bible as the inspired, authoritative Word of God because it reveals the Father, His Son, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit and their will for our lives. One of the greatest desires, Shannon Oaks Church, that you identified and expressed through the co-author sessions was this, the need for spiritual food and deep biblical teaching. Let me tell you something. A people of God who crave the Word of God, there is not a force on this planet that can stop people like that. There is nothing more exciting than to see that become a reality. You have helped us as leaders uh, realize how we can strengthen the foundation of doctrine. Now, as a, as a non-denominational non church, I'm going to get there. As a non-denominational church, we acknowledge that there are many things in the scope of, of doctrine that has brought division among the body of Christ along the way over many, many years. And we're not here to bring division and destruction among the body of Christ. Remember, we value unity. But we are here to bring clarification and confidence to the things that we do hold tightly to. And I look forward to the time that we can acknowledge those more clearly and unpack them more deeply in the gatherings of this fantastic body of Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says this, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Let me tell you something. We cannot become who God's created us to be without the Word of God. Amen. And so I am so grateful, Chano Church, that you have expressed the desire to have more of that in our lives. There is a, there's a great, amazing, spiritual, powerful force moving forward because of that right there. We value the teaching, the preaching, and the continuous study of the Bible. Number three. We value strong leadership and the development of strong leaders because strong godly leadership protects, challenges, and leads the church forward in her vision, purpose, and mission. Let me tell you, as I acknowledged just a minute ago, that our vision of Shannon Oaks Church is that we reconnect to God's presence, plan, and purpose. In other words, we acknowledge that God is everything that we need, right? There's no reason to look beyond God himself. He, he embodies everything. That we, that we crave, that we desire, and we're made for. He has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And, and when we align with his plan revealed to us through the word of God and through the revelation of his word, um, we begin to experience the good that comes to us in a way that brings him greater glory, which is his purpose. And when we reconnect to those things, we begin to live the lives for which we created. And we, somebody's excited. 
We as the body of Christ, as, as, as Shannon Oaks Church, have a tremendous opportunity and mission on this planet. We don't come together without a focus and a purpose. We come together because we have a focus and because we have a purpose. And as we move forward, we want you to know that as your leaders, we want to be strengthened ourselves so that we can lead more courageously, more confidently, and more clearly on the path forward. And because of our current need for strong leaders and because of our future need for strong leaders in the church, in the Big C Church, beyond the walls of Shannon Oaks Church, listen, we must become a factory that produces strong leadership for the kingdom of heaven here on earth. John chapter 10, verses 14 through 15, we model this strong leadership after the humble but yet strong leadership of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know my father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I cannot wait to see a greater reality of strong leadership manifest itself in and through the body of Shannon Oaks Church because we value strong leadership. The fourth thing, we value godly homes because God's design of faithful marriages and parenting reflects his image for future generations. As we've begun over the last couple of years to lean into this idea of family ministry, because we acknowledge that God's basic building block for all of society has always been the family unit to demonstrate and represent God's love and grace and mercy to the world around us. It is obvious, Shenandoah Church, that you are seeing this reality for yourselves. You are seeing the value in aligning with God's plan for family ministry in the body of Christ. Because all the problems that we experience in society today, drunk driving, armed uh, weapons, um, sexual misconduct, all of those things and many, many, many more are not problems that originate outside the context of the family. Every one of them is rooted in God's plan and purpose for the family and so we could not be more grateful as your leaders in this season that you are asking for more equipping, more tools in your marriage, in your parenting. How do we more effectively align with God's plan for godly homes? Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 reminds us as he created Adam and Eve, it says, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Listen, we're already taking great steps in this direction as a family of Shannon Oaks Church, but because we value this as a body, it's just going to get better and better and better. Amen. Which leads me to believe that the fruits are going to be more prominent, more influential, and more impactful in the world around us. Amen. I believe God has great things in store for a body of Christ that values godly homes. The next working value is for him. We value equipping the saints for the development of their gifts, the deepening of their faith, and for the devotion of their lives to his service. Because when we are equipped, we are more effective in battling the enemy, sharing the gospel, and serving the king. Let me tell you. Combined with, and they kind of go hand in hand with this desire and this hunger within the body of Christ for stronger, deeper biblical teaching. You guys are craving this development and discipleship so that you can become more effective and more mature in the image of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. That tells me that you are a people of God that are ready to move forward and storm the gates of hell. You guys are ready to take ground of the promised land that Christ has come to secure for you and for his church. 
I look forward to specific trainings in different areas, whether that be finances, whether that be marriage and parenting, a family ministry, whether that be sharing the gospel, we're going to talk about on its own here in just a minute, whether that be uh, ministering in the workplace, how to, how to be a missionary in your neighborhood, or whether that is how to, in the world we live in today, let us not be deceived, Shan Oaks Church, that we have for the first time in a long time in this neck of the woods, we need to be sharp and we need to be aware of how to defend our faith. Because it's not something that we can take for granted someone else grew up going to church anymore. In fact, if we're not careful, we will see the trend continue to, to rise against us in other prominent religions of the world moving into what has been known as the Bible Belt of the United States of America. There is a real need for apologetic training within the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13 says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, so that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I cannot wait to be a people who more fully values equipping and discipleship in the body of Christ. The next working value this morning, we're getting close, hang with me. We value the sharing of the gospel, God's mercy, love, and power to those in our community and beyond because the gospel is the hope and salvation of the world. What Jesus did is still sufficient. When he said it is done, it is still done today. And that is news worth sharing in the world we live in. That is news worth sharing in alignment with Paul's command to, to speak the truth in love to one another. We need to hear that ourselves. But it was so exciting as we processed your expressions to the co-author that you have a burden and a passion to reach our community and beyond with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, church. This combination of things that are shaping up is one that Satan better be shaking in his knockies. Woo. This is an unstoppable combination for the kingdom of heaven. When we commit to value with our lives the sharing of the gospel, listen, it's not about what we do. It's all about what he did. And there are people in the world we live in today who are still um, turned away from the church because they believe that what they do isn't good enough. And we need to agree with them and say, I'm right there with you. But what he did is still good enough. And we can tell them about his mercy, his love, and the power that he has gifted to us to overcome the chains of this world. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20 says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of this age. A, a body who values sharing the gospel is a body who will see growth exponentially for the kingdom of heaven. The next one, we value the power of prayer because Abba Father brings hope, healing, and miracles into the lives of people. Listen. As we long for deeper, uh, more substantial biblical teaching, more opportunities to be equipped and trained and edified as the body of Christ, as we long to live in godly homes and to share the gospel wherever God leads us, we would be foolish to step out on that journey without valuing the power of prayer because it's not about what we can do. It's all about the power of of the word that is flowing through us and in us. 
And there is, there is so much in the gift of prayer that as I was talking with my brother and sister this morning down here on the second row, that prayer is so easy for us to engage in, but it is so often overlooked in the lives we live. We, we live lives, myself included, church, we live lives that we, we, we do all that we can do, and when we feel like we can do nothing else, then we decide it's time to pray. Can I just tell you that that is bass backwards? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if I've been anybody this morning. That's just not the way we were made to operate. We have been gifted the Spirit of God so that we can operate with the power of God. And there is nothing more powerful than the connection that we have to God in prayer. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. <clears throat> I'm not sure I'm ready, but this is the last one. We value worship both corporately and individually in our lives of service because he deserves our adoration he inhabits our praises and worship encourages and strengthens us Chenos, can i just say thank you thank you for acknowledging and affirming the value of worship as we come together already at this point you are seeing the value in that and listen we know that there are opportunities to grow in that. There are opportunities to wrap our arms wider in that opportunity to draw into the presence of God and to invite him into the praises of his people. Thank you for celebrating that. It is vitally important in our corporate connection, but it's also necessary in a life that has been transformed by God's grace. The life that has been transformed by God's grace. It's so easy for us to worship when we come to church. Amen? It's so easy for us to, to experience the, the manifest presence among us. But what about the life on Tuesday? On Friday? Saturday, maybe that, that week that we got something else planned and we're not able to gather with the body for whatever reason. What about in that place, in that moment, how are you able to value and uphold worship in your personal life? We're going to continue to seek, to unify, edify, and glorify through our worship. Amen? That will be a non-negotiable of Shannon Church. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, that covers this side of the park. What I would like to ask you to dwell on is, for the next week, just familiarize yourself with this side of the park more concise, more direct. Not contradictory, complimentary. And as you do, I'm asking that you would take this card with you and I'm asking that you would put it in a place that you would see it and encounter it on a regular basis. For me, this card right here has already been hanging on the rearview mirror of my truck. Because most of the time, that is time that is undistracted for me. Now, listen, I know that I'm going to negotiate traffic and, you know, all the things around me in that. But that is time where as I'm sitting at a stoplight or I'm waiting to make the progression through the, the drive through line, I can look at these and I can be familiar with who God has called us to be at Shannon Church. Because these are not just things that are unique to this family. These are things we believe that are valuable and desirable for any family that belongs to God's family. Amen? They bring glory and honor to Him. And they should not be absent in the journey that we take together. So take this. 
whether you put it on your mirror, whether you put it on your refrigerator at home, whether you put it uh, in your Bible as a bookmark, and hopefully you encounter that more frequently than once a week on Sunday morning. Maybe you put it in your prayer closet as you engage that battle day to day, week to week. Maybe you put it on top of your TV remote so that you have to look at this and acknowledge it before you pick up that mindless channel flipper and just surf what's on those networks out there. Maybe you need to fold this up in your laptop so that every time you open the screen to get on the who knows what internet, then you, you are forced to see, man, this is really what's important in life. Maybe you need to put this by your bedside every night where you charge your phone. So that before you go to bed and the first thing when you wake up, as you reach over and grab that and turn the alarm off and you begin to open up social media and, and scroll through, maybe that will be their first thing to remind you of what really is important. Maybe for you, you need to put it with your child's sports equipment. So as you head off to practice or you head out to a game, maybe you come into a place where you encounter this in such a way that you're challenged and reminded that these things are values that are worth working towards. Amen? Yesterday morning, in case you missed it, a rural farm boy stirred quite the buzz around the world. What began as a two-mile daily trek to school and to the river to fetch water for his family in the rural poor slums of Kenya, 34, now 34-year-old Eliud Kipchoge was propelled across the finish line right into the history books. There are countless people who never dreamed that their life would lend itself the opportunity to witness the two-hour mark broken by a marathon run. Someone who would run 26.2 miles, not feet, in under two hours. Superhuman, some people have described. Supernatural, others have said. Excellence doesn't arrive. Accidentally. Strategy, specific focus, and a desire that is larger than words can, can, can comprehend or communicate. Those are the things that propelled Elihu to land this amazing achievement, not just personally, but for all of humanity. Now, you, you know, here's the reason that I believe that Elihu was able to experience this tremendous victory and accomplishment yesterday morning is because he believed with all his heart the words that are there on the screen behind him. I believe no human is limited. The things that we think hold us back are really not things at all. No human is limited. As I watched this amazing athlete make the, his way down the home stretch, the commentators were saying he's smiling right now when his face should be marked with grueling pain and discomfort. He was smiling, and some commentators even said, well, that's just what he does when he begins to hurt and, and experience that great discomfort in his life as he runs those races. And I thought, wow, what an amazing connection to the life that I'm meant to live. To acknowledge that the things that, that somebody else says you shouldn't be able to do are not things that keep you from doing it. And the things that, that everything in your body says you don't need to do or you can't do because there is this limit 
the smile of joy as begins to express itself as we overcome that hurdle of pain and discomfort because we long to embody and express the things that we truly value in the deepest parts of our being. Amen? I believe no human is limited. I believe no church is limited. I believe that a church who values the very thing that God's heart longs for them to value has the greatest advantage of anybody else. I believe, Shannon Oak Church, excellence will not happen accidentally, but I believe it is well within our reach because of the values that God has expressed through us and among us. Thank you. Thank you for letting your heart be heard. Thank you for engaging the journey that God is preparing for us to take in the future. And as we anticipate this great transformation in our lives, we acknowledge that a transformed church begins with transformed lives. We believe that the excellent church doesn't happen accidentally, but an excellent church is the result and the byproduct of individuals who painstakingly move beyond what they think has limited them to discover that there's a whole new world beyond them. And I'm excited to experience that with you as I commit myself to you to our leadership, that I am a transformed life in the making because I long to see a transformed church become reality. I'm not there, but by God's grace, by his love in you and through you, as we align our hearts with his...